Who you calling crazy? Welcome to Who You Calling Crazy. This is a unique mental health podcast. We are erasing the stigma and elevating and normalizing dialogue around mental health. Of course, we'll be sharing practical therapy tips, but most importantly, we'll be diving into the stories and vulnerability of people you know or want to know. I'm your host, Juliette Kuhnley. You guys, Colleen Odegaard is joining me today. She was on the TV news for decades And just last year, in the middle of the pandemic, walked away from that to step into her true calling. And she is now a certified life coach and hosts an awesome podcast called Wake Up to Your Life. And she's a video and media coach as well. And um, I feel like we just really vibe. So I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. happy to have you join me. And it's funny to be like on this side of things, like where I get to interview you. It's, I know, because for years I've interviewed you between yeah. Charlotte Today on WCNC that's right. and then on my podcast. And so, yes, it's um, That's right. So, but I'm just, I'm just so thrilled because, um, and I was kind of given this in the intro, you're, you're somebody where, you know, we, we had the persona with the TV stuff, right? And people make assumptions. And you have this amazing balance of like, yeah, okay, there's that life. And there's my life, my whole mm-hmm. life, the whole, all of me. And, and you own that. And that's what draws me to you. Um, yeah, so I'm just um, I'm forever grateful for that and want to just dive into that a little bit as we want to normalize conversation around mental health. So um, knowing that you've been open in a lot of your, you know, in your podcast and in your um, communication with the public, just tell us a little bit about your journey with mental health and how you got to this place of being comfortable talking about it and owning it. Mm, I think because I've been in therapy since the early 1800s, that's probably <laughs> why I can talk about it now. You know, I'm not healed. It's, I mean, I've been doing it therapy for a long time, but, but really, no, I have struggled a lot with anxiety. I've told you that. I've talked about it on my podcast. I'm pretty open about it. Um, you know, this started for me as a kid. I grew up in a home that was, you know, you could say it was dysfunctional. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But there was a lot going on. And in my family, we're talking, you know, substance abuse and mental illness that went untreated. Sure. So growing up like that, I was very used to being around that kind of a thing. And I used to think that something was wrong with me. Mm. I, I remember having such anxiety as a child. I was a kid. And I, um, I have Tourette syndrome and it presented itself when I was a kid. And for those who don't know, Tourette syndrome is a neurological disorder. It's characterized by motor tics and verbal tics. And I would do all these things with my body and with my face. Like I would, I would um, like blank like this uh-huh. over and over again. Or I'd, mm-hmm. I'd go like that with my mouth and I couldn't control it. And right. I had all kinds of things that I was doing. And I used to think that I was nuts. Like mm-hmm. I remember being a kid and thinking that I was crazy or that I was possessed by demons Because you definitely didn't know the name for it at that time. I didn't. And I wasn't uh, living in a home where we Uh talked about those things. And so it just kind of went, we just don't talk about it. And Colleen, Mm -hmm. just don't do that. And so, you know, really, I started to know that something was not, um, that I didn't feel like I thought I should feel. I remember telling my my best friend, Lisa, when I was 14 years old, like, maybe this means I'm destined for greatness. Because I always have this, like, feeling inside of me which was not necessarily the case. It was I don't know. I was, so, I, I was so anxious all the time and I didn't know what it felt like to not be anxious. Yes. Um, and, and I think it was, it was in my 20s when I ended up going to therapy and realized that we're all so much more alike than we are different. Yeah. That a lot of the things that plague you, that 
you know, plague the thousands of people who are joining us live right now. Um, but you know, all these, but, but that everybody who you see in your office and who we yep. just talked to, right. Your neighbors, yep. your, your kids, you know, friends, yep. parents that we're all, we're all going through something. I like to say that we all have prolins. Yes, prolins is a word I made up a long time ago. It means problems, problematic, something isn't to your liking. Prolins. Everybody yes. got prolins. So I think that we're all more like than we are yes. different. And, and I when realized you, when, when I you started sharing, yes. when, when you stop fronting and yeah. when, and when I did that, I mean, I would have the most meaningful conversations with people. Yes. And to your point, you know, I think when I was on TV full time and people just thought, oh, she's so confident or so together and, and, you know, she just, she Has it all. couldn't possibly understand. Yeah. It was like, no, I, there's a lot going on <laughs> in here uh, yeah. to get me to show up like this. So I have no shame in saying that I have been in therapy for, uh, you know, 25 years. It's funny to me, Juliet, when people tell me that they've never been to therapy, I'm like, how do you have do it? it? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Really? I know. You, you've never been because it's great. I know. I know. Well, and so there are two things that jump out to me from what you said. Mm -hmm. One being that you didn't realize that the air you were breathing was anxious air, <laughs> that there was another oh. type of air to breathe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when That's your baseline right. is at a certain level, most of your life, there is that aha moment of like, oh, it doesn't necessarily have to be this way, or there are skills with which to navigate so that maybe there's a little more breathing room time to time. Mm -hmm. that is a major um, moment. I have had that same moment in my life and walked through that moment with clients where there's some freedom when you experience that. Oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, I thought the, the ways that I found to deal with it, overeating, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, the first time I think I was 12 years old, I ate an entire box of wheat fins. Mm -hmm. Be, and I liked how it made me... Mm -hmm. um, kind of calmed me down yeah there's I an endorphin release there's yeah mm -hmm. yeah yep. and then that started a binge eating thing that I went through for a long time and mm. have certainly you know indulged in too much wine uh, too much spending that was mm -hmm. something I got myself into trouble with I mean mm -hmm. I I tried every way that was incorrect to deal with my anxiety mm. um and uh, you know, yeah. and made a lot of mistakes. Well, again, you don't realize that it's, those are maladaptive coping skills when you're in it because of that endorphin rush. And so you get that feedback, that biological feedback that, okay, mm -hmm. this, this works. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that it's temporary. Yeah. yeah. And it always ended up making me feel worse. That's right. The, Later. Shame, the shame, the guilt. Yeah. The other thing you said was, um, that you, you had this, maybe there's that feeling of greatness in you. And I kind of like this idea that, that could be true, that those of us with anxiety or that are in that fight or flight a lot, um, we feel so deeply and strongly. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, you, we've all heard like it, that our biggest blessing is also our biggest curse. Like those of us that are empaths, it's beautiful, but damn, it sucks. I used to say, I wish I could just be like, not get excited about anything and always just be like this. But now I think, no, it like to your point that it is a great gift. I think it's what makes me um, a yes. better coach and yes. um, better at what I do. And probably, I hope a good interviewer over the years, but I think it's the thing that's helped me, but golly, it can be 
tough right. sometimes. To so I think it can, I like that. Like it's a superpower that, that mm-hmm. is greatness. You know, mm-hmm. once you learn not to let it control you, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, so that was cool. That jumps out to me. Mm-hmm. And the thing, especially when it's like, no way a TV personality who talks for a living has Tourette syndrome. How does that happen? Happen? You know, <laughs> I mean, do you look back and just want to tell your younger self so many things? Mm. Yes, I do. That makes me that could make me cry a little bit, actually, when I think Mm. about that, because I, I really felt that's what I always want. That's why I like to tell people the story. When I say that I really felt like I was not enough. I mean, I really felt like I wasn't enough. And the fact that I could be that God would use me, I, you know, I, I attribute it to that, that I have Tourette syndrome that I have, but I had a very public career for 30 years. Like, that's crazy. But yes, I do wish I could tell my younger self, like, it's going to be okay. Mm. You're lovable. You're adorable. You're doing awesome. And yeah, I I wish that I could tell her that I would have saved myself a whole lot of of pain. But the beauty is now, you know, that we can do that for ourselves now. Yes. You know, that even because that version of me still creeps up. Yes. She still comes out to say like, oh, maybe everybody else is doing better. Maybe, you know, what if people don't like what I say on Juliet's, uh, you know, IGTV live and and she still comes out. And so like I gently and lovingly tell her like, (laughs) it's okay. Thank you for protecting us all those years ago. And I got it now and it's going to be all right perfect language right i mean that's the thing is that wounded inner child is there for all of us yeah and we don't want to shun her or act Mm -hmm. ashamed of her or ignore her but a lot of people think i mean that's super woo woo for some people right like Mm -hmm. okay no like i'm actually this age i don't know what you're talking you know like that's Mm -hmm. it's a hard concept to grasp but a really beautiful thing when you think about parts of self And, mm-hmm. and how we carry that or when they show up, like having that awareness is key. When does she show up and what does she need? Mm. Mm, those are great questions. That's a great thing to pay attention to. When does that version of you show up and what does she need? Do you yep. find that your clients, do they resist that? They, they do think it's woo-woo, they don't want to go there? Off, oftentimes, yeah. yeah. And I, I usually have to preface it with, you know, this may sound crazy, but you already know I'm a little wacky. So like, just hang with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful work. And it really can it be is. a game changer. It, it is. And sometimes yeah. we'll bring it, you know, really into session, like get a picture of your younger self. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let's look at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's write him a letter. Let, you know, whatever, like get, you know, you can be creative too. Once mm-hmm. you give yourself that freedom to really talk mm-hmm. to that, that younger self. So I yeah. love that you've found that integration for you and it sounds like that's given you the confidence to just be more forthcoming. Yeah. Just be open about it. And do you feel kind of freer with that? Like you're not hiding anything. You're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I was acting for years and pretending mm-hmm. for years and still, can sl- you know, sure. still sometimes in certain moments can slip into that, sure. but, but definitely on TV, you know, I was acting like it was, you're supposed to be a TV. I was a TV news anchor and I had to be very professional in TV news anchory and like, Oh, is the sun going to come out today, Larry? <laughs> you know, all the cheesy things that you see TV people do when they're showing yes. personality. I did yes. all those things. And I was acting. It never really felt like it was me. And uh-huh. I mean, here I was reporting on the Dow and the NASDAQ every day. Girl, I, I, I couldn't even tell you what it meant. I mean, was, like, really? And I was I know, like, what does that stand for? And I was I don't, I don't really know. I know it's good if it's up. You know, it, right. was, it was terrible. And I was totally pretending. And yeah. once I just thought, you know what? I, I, I can't be anything other than who I am. Yeah. And stepped into that, I do experience freedom. And I find that, and you know what it is? 
I like me more. Like you mm-hmm. might like me less, mm. but I like me more the more mm. I am me. And so it's like, it's okay if, if, if people don't like me, I'm willing to let them be wrong about me. I'm willing to be misunderstood. And yeah, and yes. kind of let it go. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I want people to know is that they can all, everybody can get there. Right. And, and I, you probably tell your coaching clients this too, of just like, we're not meant to like everybody. You know, you don't like so and so. And so why do you expect all of the humans to like you? <laughs> right. It's just not right. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So so now you get to walk with people in this authentic journey too, where there was, you know, when you're on screen, it's it's really one sided. Even if you're interviewing someone, you can't necessarily like have this where you get into the authenticity like in the sure. same way you can as a coach now. Mm-hmm. So I mean just just speak to a little bit about what that gives you or what what that feels like to walk with somebody. Yeah, it's incredibly rewarding. I mean, I really feel like now I'm doing my my life's purpose, like the work that I'm doing now as a certified life coach and as a video coach, for that matter, that it really is fun to hold space for people in that way and and help them to get more out of themselves. And Mm -hmm. and it's incredibly rewarding. I don't feel like I'm acting anymore. So I like that part very much. Yes. And that Mm -hmm. and it's these kinds of conversations like that. I just want I want people to be able to see this and be like, okay. Like if they gave themselves permission, maybe I can find that somewhere in me too. <laughs> yes, and- that's totally, I, that's exactly what I want. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I think it's so easy to be here on Instagram mm-hmm. and you're scrolling through whatever, whatever your business you're in. You could be an accountant, you could be a therapist, you could be a coach of some kind, you could be in the fitness space, a realtor, anything, right? And mm-hmm. you're scrolling and then you see someone else who's doing what you're doing, who's in the same profession and they have more followers or they have really fancy graphics or they've got beautiful hair extensions and they look like they're killing it and they're amazing. And then all of a sudden you feel like crap, like mm-hmm. in a split second, That's nothing right. has happened. That's right. Nothing has happened. You are just sitting there on your phone and you're scrolling. And then you're like, See, well, I, I can't do it. Oh my gosh. She's so much smarter than me. She's so much thinner than me. He's, you know, she's so much prettier. This, this, whatever we, we ascribe all these other characteristics to those other people make them so much better than us. And then we shrink. That's right. And so that's what I want people to know. Like, no, like you guys, I'm show up. I'm a it's okay. not to show up anyway. Like I'm sane in my neuroses. I know when I'm being yeah. like cuckoo, cuckoo, Mrs. Robinson, right. I know it. And I, we can own that. On yes. it. Totally. And, and it's, I own it. And then I show up anyway, even right. if it's messy, even if it's sloppy, even if it's awkward, you show right. up for your, for yourself. That's right. Because there's enough yeah. space for all of it. Isn't there? Like that's, you know, there's so much, there's mm-hmm. so many people. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's enough mm-hmm. space for everybody. Mm-hmm. E- and, every, somebody and says, for Michelle's I'm glasses. For- I know. <laughs> but yeah, there's space for all of it. And, and, and the competition, enough of it. Like I think, and it, that whole, this whole idea, you know, women supporting women and there is this movement of, but like really letting yourself lean into that. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because a lot of people say that. Yes. Right? We hear yes. and we see the hashtag, women hashtag supporting yeah. women. And it might not really feel that way, or it mm-hmm. not, might not be congruent with, with someone's actions. And I'm not calling anyone out. I yeah. just mean that we say this women supporting women. What does that really look like? What kind right. of a you know community is it that you're looking for? So to be that kind of woman, to be that kind of woman yourself, to be yes. the kind of woman who really does root for the success of other women really can support them and celebrate them and be their champion and not their competitor. And if you can't be that, if you can't do that, ask yourself, what is going on for me? That's right. What's the, you know, 
I'll, I'm going to tell you guys the truth. There was a woman who I know in the coaching space mm -hmm. and I was like, she made me feel some certain way yep. because everything about her seemed so glamorous and perfect. Everything was just like everything she posted was over the top, like these incredible retreats, yeah. every, like just everything was so, you know, all, yep. like, perfect. And I just thought, Oh my gosh, like I can't be a coach because mm. I look at what she's doing. Like, I can't do that. Oh my God. No, I, I can't even, Oh my gosh, here I am proud of this little thing that I wrote and it pales in comparison. Mm. It's like, why am I letting go of that? No, 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 no. What is, what is, and I was yes. jealous of her. Yes. If I admit it, like if, when I got down to the Corbett and thought, I feel jealous, I feel yep. jealous. Yep. And then I thought, she is busting her ass, like working for this. Why am I trying to downplay it for her? Mm -hmm. That's not the woman I want to be. And so yeah. it's even being honest about that. When you can't celebrate other women, look at it. Why can't uh -huh. I? Is it, is it because I feel jealous? All right. What is that jealousy here to tell me? Yes. Maybe it's telling me that I want more of that, that I want to do some of that stuff, that yep. I want to take a great vacation. Maybe that's what your jealousy is telling you. Yep. And then, then it can help you go out and create that. But but yeah. not to. There's yeah, a lot of the fake women supporting you, women right? thing, and I'm not down with it. Yes, don't let so it think, shrink you, and don't right. don't tear her down either. Yeah. That's right. And so I guess you know, kind of the theme of what we're saying is to remain curious with yourself. Like when you notice, like we said before, if there's something that sort of tap, triggers that younger self. What what's going on with her? If that feeling comes up, that icky feeling of just like ooh, just be curious about it. What's that telling me? I love that. Just being open and curious and asking questions. Best. Okay. So what is your favorite or some of your favorite um, self-care activities? What do you do to ground? Yeah. So I breathe, mm -hmm. which sounds not very exciting, but we always have it with us as some wise therapist once reminded me. Yeah. Um, Juliet. Yeah. We, <laughs> I, I like to breathe and obnoxiously breathe. I yes. really, I, oh I do gosh, that uh -huh. and, uh, and pray. I pray. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that help me immediately in the moment when I'm really getting triggered or hooked, which yeah. happens, you know, up to 75,000 times a day. So I have who's to keeping track <laughs> happens to me a lot. Yeah, it happens to me a lot. So I have to go, okay, mm -hmm. slow down, breathe, be present. Another thing I do, I, I, <laughs> I will say the, I had something happen last week that was really very triggering for me. Mm -hmm. And I was real. I mean, I was like, just quite crying and mm -hmm. kind of a mess it was hard to show up and do my work and I just thought I'm breathing in I'm breathing out I'm breathing in I'm breathing out mm -hmm. look at that tree yes hi there's a tree and because I was spinning out into what might happen three months from now six months from now and was getting me completely nutso so I thought I'm breathing in I'm breathing out look That's, at the tree yeah. brings yeah. me back to present moment okay I have everything I need in this moment Yes. This is not a dangerous situation. Yes. It just kind of helps to slow me down. Yeah. And, and it seems so simple, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and I guess at its heart it is, but it is about that. You can't be in the past and way in the future when you're here and using mm -hmm. senses here. So that's beautiful. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I think so I, I do, tell I people a lot, you know, breathing and meditation is not about immediately achieving Zen. Because um, a lot of people say like, I don't know how to do this. I'm not doing it right. <laughs> You know, and I've been that person, like yoga, psh, my mind is way too busy for that. Right. Um, but, you know, and that's how you know you're the person who needs it. But um, it's about, it's designed to help you learn to observe your thoughts and feelings and to observe mm -hmm. the, and the sensations. And guess what happens over time when you get better doing that? 
then you get more zen. Yes. So that I was the person too who said, I, my, I have too much of a monkey mind to meditate. I, my brain's all over the place. I can't. That's the whole point though. It's just training you to observe yeah. your thoughts, which yeah. are creating your feelings, yes. which drive your actions. Right. Yeah. So when you can step yes. back and know that the true essence of who you are, isn't the, the, the thinking you're the observer of the thinking. Yes. And, right. and being able to do that right. helps you to step back and go. Yep. Okay. And then, and then also to choose how you want to respond. I always say that too, instead of just react. Right. And that, they're, they're, that's powerful. Mm. Uh, I used to never have the pause. Mm-hmm. I never paused. I went from, and I know everyone's like, Oh my gosh, she seems so sweet. She's so nice on TV. No, you guys, like I had a prolins, like with my personality. Mm. I had and I would be like, were you feisty? Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. I still am sometimes. Yeah. 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 Of course. You know, and, and I can go from zero to, to 60 in a second. And yeah. I never used to do the pause. Yeah. I didn't know that I could respond as opposed to react. It was yeah. like, <laughs> react That's because hard. you pissed me off or like this is triggering to me and I would explode. Well, yep. guess what? When you walk around taking out all your, I don't know, can I guess? I yeah. You yeah. know, when you go walk around taking out all your crap on other people, yeah. you, that is not good for your relationships as it turns out. So if you get nothing else out of this, remember that. That's why it's <laughs> worth learning how to do the pause. That's right? right. Like you can't have the trigger happen and then you're screaming at your spouse or screaming at your kids or screaming at your employees That's or right. being an asshole. And, That's right. and I walked around being an asshole a lot of the time. Yeah. And it's a skill. That's the other thing. It's just, you have mm -hmm. to practice. It's not just like, Oh, I never knew to pause. You have to practice it. Um, so I like, I like to remind yes. people of that too. Like it's like weightlifting for your muscle, like mindfulness. You got to practice mm -hmm. it to get stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you really do. You do. Have, yeah. Do you have go-to, um, I mean, I know we both love Brene Brown, and, you know, but do you have other, I know, I know, I mean, that's like a whole nother episode. Um, but go-to people that you follow or, or just even quotes that you, that you ground mm -hmm. in, anything like that, mantras? Well, oh, sorry, it's a Brene quote, but it, it sticks out to me because I like it so much and it goes back to what we were talking to about women supporting women. Yeah. Um, but I, Something that I, when I feel like I want to shrink, and I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a story in a second, but Brene Brown says, don't shrink, don't puff up, stay on your sacred ground. Right. Yes. Don't shrink, <laughs> don't puff up, stay on your sacred ground. The reason Ooh. I like this mm. is that when, when I was in TV, so when I was like really insecure in TV and all these people would be going on to get these really big jobs and, you know, or people in the TV station be like, Oh yeah. Well, my agent got me an interview at like so-and-so in New York or KTLA. I could find, feel something happening to me mm -hmm. inside and wanting to say, Oh yeah. Well, I had a job, for, job offer from animal planet and I was offered a job in Atlanta and I was, that's puffing up. Yeah. Right. That was me puffing up trying to be like, yeah, Yo, B, like I belong here too. Like that's yeah. what I was trying One to do. Up. Yeah, totally. Or I would shrink if people were, you know, yeah. saying something. I'd be like, oh, of course mm -hmm. she's, this is all these job offers are coming for her. Like she's so awesome. Oh, I'm just a loser and I'm just going to sit here for the rest of my life. Like that's shrinking. Right. So I, I love the, I think yes. that that mantra helps when you are, um, and this is for men too. It's not just for women. Yeah, but I, I like it because it ties back to what we're speaking yep. about 
when it comes to women really supporting women. Mm-hmm. You don't have to shrink. You don't have to puff up. Stay on your sacred ground. You That's take right. up the right amount of space. You belong mm. exactly where you are. If you have a story to tell, you've got something to say, by all means, say it. I don't care if you don't have tens of thousands of followers. Forget this influencer crap. Like your story means something. Your story could be the answer to free somebody else and to help somebody else. That's why we can't afford to shrink. We have a responsibility to step into more of ourselves, not to be like, oh, I'm embarrassed and I don't know and oh, they're not going to like me. Like that doesn't help anybody. You, 100% you help nobody if you do that. That's right. But if you reach out and you say, yeah, you know what? I deal with mental health issues too. You know what? I started taking Lexapro seven months ago. When you start sharing things like that with people and taking the stigma out of it or sharing your stories, that frees other people. We all have it in us. God wants to use all of us in that way. So we just have to be bold enough to step into it, even if we don't know exactly what the purpose is. But if you feel that you feel compelled to do it, by all means, do it. And I don't want to hear, you know, people will say to me, oh, well, Colleen, you're just so, you know, well-spoken or you're, or you're, you've been on TV. Like, look at me, I'm getting tongue tied. It has nothing to do with that. Like, I'm scared too. You don't think it's scary when I say I have Tourette's syndrome. I have anxiety. I think a whole lot of cuckoo thoughts. You don't think that's scary for me? I think that I've got too much cellulite. I think my ass looks fat in these pants. It's hard for me to say, you know, it's not always easy for me to say that. But I know that when I do and other people go, you, yeah, me too. Now we can connect. Now we can have a moment of intimacy. Now we can say like, yeah, girl, you too. Go, Mm -hmm. you know, get after it. Yes. We all have it in us. And the people all said? (laughs) I just want to, I mean, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And you never know who it's going to touch and who needs to hear it at just the right time. Even if it's one person. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, and I know we say that, like, other than I just help one person, but it, when you think about that, and you cannot <laughs> underestimate the power of your words on somebody else. You yes. cannot. Yes. A, a smile and eye contact. Of course, now we're wearing masks, but yeah. smile with your eyes. Yes. You know, to a person who might be having a bad day, you cannot underestimate the power of that. To this day, I will get emails from people who say, I met you at Harris Teeter 12 years ago, mm. and you said this. I'm like, I don't even remember it. <laughs> And I don't say that to give me credit, but I, I just mean you just never know how something What's you gonna say see. might strike yeah. someone. Yes. You always have a choice. And, yes. and, and women, you have a choice to uplift other women, not the yeah. fake women supporting women thing, but really supporting women, really yeah. supporting your sisters. What does that look like? It means you showing up as a kind of woman who, who can behave that way, offer that to other people. And yes. I promise you, when you do that, those women will come back to you. Yes. And it feels better. It feels better. That's the secret too. Don't you feel like shit when you like have engaged in gossip? Yes. It just is nasty. It's just icky. Yes. And I've totally done that. Of course. I I mean, like a million times. Like, oh my God, I can't even believe she, who does she think she is? I've totally done that. Of course. And it feels gross. Of course. It's not who I want to be. That's right. And so just asking those questions, where is this coming from? What's this about? So my favorite, um, Maya Angelou, it just reminds me of like one of my favorite quotes of hers, all the things, but people will never forget how you make them feel. And that's what so much of this is about. Like when someone feels like you see and hear and connect with them Mm -hmm. authentically, they'll Mm -hmm. never forget that. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. They never forget that. 
Think about the people. That gives me goosebumps. Think about the people. Too. Yeah, that gives me goosebumps because you can remember those moments with people when somebody just looked at you and puts a, you know, a, a hand on your arm or it's just like, I, yeah. I understand or yep. I'm so sorry. Yep. It's not about having like the perfect words. It's just yes. like, you're right. Making Being people feel a certain way. Yes. And people can tell way, when it's genuine too. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, <laughs> You can't fake that kind of energy. And that's why it's like becoming the kind of person yeah. who can listen. And people don't like that. Like you're an excellent listener, as you should be in your line of work, <laughs> but you're an excellent listener. And people don't like hearing that one of the keys to better communication is listening mm -hmm. better because that's boring. Mm -hmm. We're ready to like, you know, you're talking and I'm ready to like say my thing that's right. or make my point. Dude, I used to do this in TV when I was a morning news anchor and acting like TV lady, right? And I remember like, you know, we all wanted to, we're all jockeying for a little moment of personality. This is, this is true behind the scenes stuff in TV. This is true. Any TV station USA, I guarantee it. Yeah. They might not tell you this, but it's yeah. true. And you know, you're like waiting to say the witty, funny thing. And so you're not even really listening to your co-workers because you want to be the, oh, I'm the shining star. Like that is such like what an asshole way to be like no like you're gonna get the moment you gotta mm, and listen and respond yeah. and like when I finally got that in my life all my relationships changed for the better to really listen and hold space for people but yes people remember how you made them feel yes. so listen to people yeah. I remember after my son my son was in a terrible you know this was <laughs> in a terrible sporting accident and nearly died he had to have emergency brain surgery and I was, had to skip out on work for several weeks. And when mm -hmm. I came back, I remember the people who were uncomfortable having to see me because they didn't know what to say to me. Yes. And um, a yeah. lot of people were. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to make you feel bad. I'm like, no, like, mm -hmm. I'm, already feel, I'm already thinking about my kid. And All so the yeah. there's nothing you can say. It's just about, it's not having the perfect words. It's just listening to people. Yeah. And hearing them and, and being able to get into that heart space with people. And that's beautiful. That we is. All need that. And it doesn't we need all... to be right. Just even no. say, I like, I coach people and not all the time of just say that, like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Yes. And I just feel yes. like something needs to be said. I'm here with you. Like, just start with that. Just own it. Be honest. Do you know the word, uh, Hebrew word, Hineni? No. Here I am. No. Here I am. Hineni. Here I am. And it's just like, here I am. Just yep. show up. Yep. Here I am. I don't know what to say, but I see that you're in pain and I care. That's it. Like you can't go wrong with that. It's not about making, taking people's pain away and making them feel better. Yes. Um, yes. But um, one of the first quotes when I took her class in college that she had us write down was, I am human. Therefore, nothing human can be alien to me. And when you're saying that, that's also making me think of like, I may not be oh. you know, right, like a certain age no. or gender or race as a person mm. across from me. But you know what? I know what pain feels like. I know what fear feels like. I know loneliness. Mm. I know, you mm. know, or what it just, and that's, I think that's also what we're saying is like, we can connect yeah. on yes. that. <laughs> we all know those feelings. We all know those emotions. Every person alive has experienced these emotions. That's right. For sure. That's right. Yeah. Ugh, you, so I know you took her class. I met her one time, ugh. Dr. Angela, and she, I don't talk about how people make you feel. I was, I was, I met her. She was in a wheelchair at the time and we're take, posing for a picture and I can't find this picture. Ugh. There was a group of us and I'm right next to her. And I said, 
oh, let me kind of crouch down to get even with she her. She said, yes. She, you crouch for no one. I was like, yes, yes. ma'am. Okay. Show up, stand <laughs> up. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I never uh, forgot that. And so anytime I want to shrink, I think, mm-mm. Yes. I think oh of Maya. Gosh. I think of Dr. Yes. Maya. Yeah. Yes. Last thing. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. For sun counseling, I'm on a sunrise or sunset yes. and why? Sunset. Okay. Which is odd because I'm a, mor- I'm a morning person. I wake uh-huh. up very early in the morning. But I love sunset. I always have. Dusk is my favorite time of day. Um, there's something beautiful about the colors in the sky. Uh-huh. And it moves me so much it makes me cry. And there's something also kind of um, that makes me feel nostalgic during the sunset. Almost melancholy. Mm-hmm. And since I'm kind of a, I can kind of go the depressive route. <laughs> I think I sort of, I like listening to like sad music and feeling that sometimes. So yeah. um, I, I like sunset. There's something heartbreakingly beautiful to me about yeah. a sunset. So that's my answer. I love it. I am so grateful for you and this conversation. And let there be many more. Um, mm, I hope so, Julia. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of yours. Likewise. <laughs> so, so. I honestly feel like not much more needs to be said to sort of synthesize this episode. I hope that you felt our energy and passion and genuine belief in this idea of not shrinking, not puffing up, but staying on your sacred ground, taking up space. It's okay to step into more of yourself. So I just want you to consider what that means for you. It doesn't have to mean sweeping changes or career changes or anything like that necessarily. But what could it mean for you to give yourself permission to show up differently, unapologetically? We're rooting for you. So who are you calling crazy? I think you mean human. We are removing the stigma, y'all. Say it loud and proud. Yep, I go to therapy. 